everybody just tuning in, you've been prayed for. It's good to see everybody. And today is a very special day, not only for just me personally and our family, but for our church family. Because today we're going to do a baby dedication. Now, I want to explain a little bit of what a baby dedication means. It means that the mom and dad of this wonderful, beautiful little baby just happened to be my granddaughter and many other granddaughters and cousins and everything else here today. Hey, girl, it's hard to think when I look at you. I'm just going, woo. But what that really means is this, when we dedicate a baby, that the mom and dad has, have dedicated the baby to the Lord and, and realize that she is a gift of God. And so what we do today is we stand with them as a church family and as family coming alongside to say, hey, Lord, thank you for this gift of this child. And Lord, thank you to, for us to help them as they rear her in a Christian home and rear her in the ways of the Lord. So this is uh, this is what we're going to do today. So with that being said, I'm going to ask Thomas and Alexa and Adelaide to come forward. Very good. Woohoo. All right. There you go, baby. I'll tell you what. Now, that's a photo op right there if I've ever seen one. There you go. Are you li- yeah. Like I said, guys, what we're talking about today is when we come, we are so grateful for the gift of life. We're so grateful for Addie, and we're so grateful for our church family to be a part of this. That, that's huge. And the rest of our family as well. And today, as we come and just stand uh, beside Thompson, Alexa, and, and Addie, we, we want them to know that we love them. We want them to know that we want to encourage them in the things of the Lord. So I tell you what, I know from being in a small town, if you mess up, everybody knows. So guess what, little girl? You got a lot of eyes on you. So that's good. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and ask the grandparents and brothers and, and the rest of the immediate family to come on up and stand with us. If you guys just come on in, godparents, grand, godparents, everybody else, y'all can y'all going to have to come down this way. I know that's good. This is a very special time. Hey, Thomas, you can come this way, baby. Yeah, wherever you want to get, come on over here, mom. Right in here, stand behind him, Thomas. Yeah, woo, that's good, man. There you go. Now, things going to get crazy in my house around Christmas time, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Very good. Very good. Well, I tell you, like I said, I'm going to grab a few things. I had some scriptures and stuff I wanted to share. And as I was praying and preparing for this this week, everybody in? That's good. Here, get a little photo shot there. I, pre- I know. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's wonderful. Friends, let me, let me tell you. We've got family here, but we've got family here. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that more than you know. We got, we got friends and family that couldn't make it today that constantly pray for our ministry, constantly pray for our family. And don't think that, that you're not getting prayed for as well, because I'm going to tell you what, we take our church family very serious and we love each and every one of y'all. And with that being said, I just want to take a minute. It was just a few scriptures that, that I wanted to share uh, for Addie. This is out of Jeremiah 1, five, and it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart, appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And I love this scripture right here, baby. This is going to be for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. So, friends, let me tell you, there is nothing greater in my, in my mind to see people rearing their children in a Christian home. That doesn't mean that you, you don't have problems. That doesn't mean that you don't stray. That doesn't mean that, that you know, that, that everything's perfect all the time. But what it does mean as a, as a church family and as a family of believers that we are, are desiring for our lives to be a mirror of Christ 
for her. It, it's, it's our desire that, that we come together and, 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 and bring forth unity. Let me tell you. I always say this. If anybody says, I say, how can I pray for you? And they go, I don't really know. I said, do you have a family? And they go, yeah. I said, we can pray for you. Because I know in families, we always need prayer. So with that being said, I just ask you to guys stretch out your hands and, and agree with us that God is going to be glorified through this little girl, through our lives. Even though there's going to be bump bruises and setbacks, we realize that. But God is more than enough. She has a great inheritance through the love of her family here, but even greater as she's grown, grown up in the house and see a mom and dad seeking after the Lord and, and, and others seeking after the Lord. Right, baby? Yeah. That, that I, I pray that she, she, yeah, amen. I pray that she comes to know Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior early on. Because we also know this, and I always like to make sure you guys understand. We're dedicating her to the Lord, but she has her own choice when she gets to, to the understanding of the gospel, that she will receive the gospel. That's, this is what we do here. We dedicate babies, but everybody has a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's on your own coming to the Lord, realizing the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, realizing that they have to put their faith and trust in the Lord. But he is willing and always there for us. So with that being said, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for family, Lord, and I thank you for Thomas and Alexa just wanting to, to do your will in the life of little Adelaide. Father, help us to be the church family and the immediate family that just points her to you. Lord, that we give her good counsel from your word. Father, I ask you that your, your spirit guides us in all we do. Father, help us to forgive fast in those times of, of hastiness where, where things are not just like we think, but we want them the way you would have them. So, Father, I pray a blessing over our family. I pray a blessing over her. I pray that she comes to know you as Lord and Savior early in her life. And, Father, that her life glorifies you, that you use her in a mighty way to be the light in the darkness, Lord, to not compromise but stand for the things of God and, Lord, to be a, a mirror of Christ to all that encounter. In Jesus' name, And everybody said, amen. Mm. All right, y'all may be seated. Woo-hoo! That's a special time. All right. That is good. Oh, we're just getting warmed up now. We're just getting warmed up. All right, I'll give everybody a chance to sit back down and see what's what. So today, like I said, today's a very special opportunity uh, for me as a pastor, but me as also as a, as a grandfather and a, a dad and, and all in between. And there's many of us that share that same thing right in here. So you know what? I mean, I'm telling you what, that girl is love, right? But I'm going to tell you something else. God loves each and every one of us. So let me tell you, you're never alone. You say, well, I don't have a big family. Well, you can join ours. We got one right here. He said, well, you know, things weren't just so with my dad and everything else. Well, I'm going to tell you about your Heavenly Father today. That brings forth a great inheritance for each and every one of us who called upon the name of Jesus. Amen. That's what I want to talk about today. My whole heart is about this. Lord, you have blessed us with this child. And Lord, you have blessed us with this time and this opportunity. And I pray today that you hide me behind the cross, Lord. That people don't hear, buddy, but they hear the word of God through the spirit of God that will transform their life and make a difference in Jesus' name. How many people want to be difference makers today? For the kingdom, that's good. So as we, we come together, I want to share a few things about our great inheritance. And I kind of piggyback this off of, of just the, the natural family. I tell you what, there's a lot of different walks of life you saw up here. There's a lot of different experience here. There's a lot of different ways that she can grow and learn a whole lot of things. But we have decided that we are going to take our life and center it on the things of God. 
And that is our desire and that is our heart to see her grow. But not only just her, for us as a family, for me as a pastor, for, for me as a brother in the Lord, for me as a husband. How about you? Have you d- decided at some point you're like, I'm going to live for the Lord. What does that look like? What does that look like? And let me tell you, that doesn't mean we don't have bumps, bruises, and setbacks, but I'll tell you what, it means that we refuse to lay down, we continue to get back up and, and stand on what Christ has done for us. So I want to give you a little sneak preview. If you've got your Bibles, we're going to start out in Romans chapter 8, 17. And I want you to see this right here. It says, and since we are his children, if you have put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross... By faith, we've called on the name of Jesus. We've turned from our sin and asked the Lord to forgive us of our sin. Believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. He says that in John 14, 6. He says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. That we believe what happened on that cross and he rose on the third day. Somebody say amen. If, you've, if you have received that, then this is for you. And since we are his children, we are heirs. When you think about being an heir, what do you think? What's coming my way? Right? I'm going to just give you the street language. What's coming my way? I'm an heir to that. Let me tell you what. There's a lot coming your way if you know Jesus. Amen. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Now, when you wake up in the morning, do you realize that you are an heir of God's glory? Even with your hair sticking up, even with your bones creaking, this is what the word of the Lord declares. Check this out. But then it says, so everybody, that, that part, let's just read back through there. Everybody says, woo, that's good. And since we are his children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Everybody say, woo, right? Then we read the rest of this. But if we are to share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering. So we went from, oh, amen, to oh me, right? Now, I want to I wanna clarify that right there. Make sure we're not taking it out of context. That we are setting God's family. But, but what I see here is sometimes we still have bumps and bruises and setbacks. Sometimes we still have illness and things this side of the cross, all right? So when we give our life to the Lord, that doesn't mean everything is going to be perfect, but we're following the one who is. And God's going to be working in our life to work all things together for the good, amen? That's what I want us to hear today. So regardless of where you are in your life, there's always an opportunity to draw closer to the things of God. Do you believe that's true? Say amen. There's always an opportunity to draw closer to the Lord. We need to commit to the things of God. And so I want to share a few things here just to kind of set the stage on this. I thought I'd, I'd remind us of a few stories that, that folks had, had walked through the, the Bible and things uh, prior to us and just show you how, you know, sometimes it's tough. Sometimes we just got to trust God when everything else doesn't even look good. How about that? When you get the bad report, right? When things are not going good in your family, when a lot of different things are going on, guess what? We got to see past the problem to the problem solver and put our faith and trust in that. Amen. I hope you guys are ready to dig on in. I'm going to share a little bit of the backstory. I'd like to bring you up today. So many of us know the story about Moses and, and God using him to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt, right? This in chapter 400 years and God says, hey, I'm going to use you to free my people. Now, a lot of times when you think about that, you think that maybe he's a strong, strapping man, really good uh, uh, vocabulary and everything else. But you know what? God will use the things that we think are crazy to do some serious God stuff on it. I'm going to tell you what. I just love the way the Lord works. But look at this in Numbers 13. Uh, one, I'm going to read about three verses. Says, the Lord now said to Moses, send out men to explore the land of Canaan. That's the promised land. The land I'm giving to, your, to, to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the tribe, the 12 ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel, for their camp 
in the wilderness of Param. So he says, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We've got 12 tribes. I'm going to take one leader from each place. I want them to send them out. I want them to scope it out. See what's going on. And come back and give a report. And so Moses sends them out. And, and the troops are out there how long? 40 days. They're scoping it out. Seeing what's what. It's kind of neat some of the things in the Bible to kind of replay themselves with the 40 days and 40 years and things like that. So they come back and they see some amazing things. And I took a couple of notes here and it says, you know, they cut down a branch uh, with, with this a single cluster of grapes. And it was so big that it took two men to carry that. I'm going to tell you what, I've been to Food Line, Costco and everything else. I ain't never seen that many grapes on one vine. I'm thinking that's the promised land. And they, they talked about pomegranates, and there was all different types of food. Surely they're thinking, this is a good deal. This is a good deal, right? But also, we see what happens sometimes. We start looking at the problem instead of the problem solver. But, you know, you always got the naysayers. How many know you always got a naysayer in the group, right? I, I believe that's true. You say, hey, man, I'm going to do this. This is what God showed me and everything else. And they go, yeah, but I don't know. What about this? What about this? If. I like thinking, I if, I fail. I fail if I start looking at what I can do instead of trusting what I know God can do. Amen? When I start looking at the things of God and say, wait a minute, I know that the Lord told me that this is what he's going to do for us. Let's move forward. That's what he told him. He promised him this. So out of the 12, we know the story that only Joshua and Caleb stood up when they come back. They said, hey, what's the report, man? What's the deal? I can just see it. Everybody's sitting there and they come out and, and they say, man, we got this going on. We've got that going on. This is good. And then they started to, to, to kind of start throwing little seeds of doubt and things, didn't they? Right? The guys out, out of the 12 guys, 10 of them said, man, them guys are too big. He said, we are like little grasshoppers compared to those guys. We don't, we don't want to go. But what did Caleb and Joshua say? The Lord will give us the land, man. He's already said it. He didn't say you're going to have to take it. He said he's going to give it to you, Right? God has gone before us. See, God said he'll give you the salvation when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He already finished the work on the cross, amen? All we got to do is receive it. So that's what I want you to see today, that God is for us. When you come back and look at this thing, they, they, so many of the, the, the folks, the 10 out of the 12, end up going with the problem. They end up going with what they saw instead of what they knew to be in their hearts. So the devil used them in a mighty way to, to promote doubt in the hearts of others. In other words, they bought the lie of the enemy instead of trusting the promise of God. Has that ever happened to anybody in our life? It's too big. It's too much. It's too long. It's too, I, I don't know what I can do. But I'm going to tell you what. I know what God can do. He can bring us through the other side. So if God has purposed something in your heart, I, I want to let you know, hold fast to that. And guess what? Sometimes there's things that, that, that make it a little rough, but guess what? That'll build some character, won't it? That'll build a few things in our life where we have to rely on that, of what God says. I love this. That's why the Lord tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. We had, they had a choice. Go with the promise or run from the circumstances. Go with the promise or run from the circumstances. So many times we want to run from the circumstances, don't we? Man, that hurts. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm gone. But sometimes through that, God will be working all things together for the good. Don't you know that's true, right? So I want to go ahead and kind of break this out a little bit. And so the first thing, it's either you believe the promise or you deal with the circumstances, all right? So let's take a couple of, couple of looks here. We're going to walk through a few things. You know, we always have a choice. I said, when God will, will go, either we go with God or we go with the crowd. Peer pressure is something else, ain't it? Look at this. I'll put it this way here. I said, circumstances will always arise, but will your faith? 
See, that's a question only you can answer. Will you trust God in those circumstances? How many know that peer pressure is a real thing? It's not just when you're in high school or middle school or whatever. You know, when, you, when you're dealing with something, you kind of want everybody to be on board. You just kind of do, right? And sometimes things are not that popular, especially if you're a Christian in this world. Guess what? When you make a stand, it's going to look a whole lot different than what it does in the world. Amen? Be of good cheer. Amen? Be of good cheer. Because I'm not about being a crowd pleaser. I want to be a God pleaser. And I'm going to tell you right up front, I'm preaching to me. I'm not always a God pleaser, but I try to be quick to repent and say, Lord, I need some help here. How about you guys? So when I'm talking to you, I'm never preaching at you. I'm talking with you because I'm in that same group. But I'm thankful for the grace of God. How about you? I'm thankful for the blood of Christ. I'm thankful that, you know what? Therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1. I'm going to tell you what. That's my life theme right there in my heart. Because I know in my life, everybody's got a backstory, right? Golly, y'all cried. I figured, where's Jeff? I know he'd say amen, right? Right? We all got that, right? But let me tell you what, you, you can't plow looking backwards. That's why the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror, baby. We got to keep moving forward, trusting in the things of God, trusting in the promises of God, and seeing what's what. Circumstance will always arise, but will your faith? When there's a challenge, would you say, you know what, I'm going to go with what God said? I know it doesn't look simple, I know it doesn't look like this. But I'm going to tell you what, as we go through things today, I can tell you, staring here today, 20-some years ago when a man on his deathbed spoke into my life, buddy, keep going. Promise me, son. Promise me you'll keep doing what you're doing. Okay, okay. I can guarantee you I never thought I'd be, have the privilege to speak. I'm the guy, like I said many times, I'm the guy that got sick every day before school until I graduated. I was terrified they were going to ask me to say something, read something, everything else. So I stand before you today, humbled that God would give me the opportunity to do this. I want to tell you what, there ain't nothing better in the world that I would rather do than share about the grace and goodness of God. Amen. So you know what else happens? Fear keeps you from wandering, right? But faith takes you to the promised land. So many circumstances in life would come up. And what did they do? It kept them wandering. Forty years if you look at that, check this out. How many days were they there? Forty days. They wandered for 40 years. Their disbelief cost them a year a day, if you want to say that, right? Now, now I did a little studying on this. That journey, if they'd have left the promised land and went right on then, you know how long it would take? About 11 days. About 11 days. I'm going to tell you what. When we rebel against God, we can end up staying out in that wilderness a whole lot longer than we want to, right? When we turn around, we rebel, and, and we want to do it our way. God said, okay, do it your way. But I'm going to tell you what, when we trust the things of God, God will get us there on time. And as we go through this, you know, I want to tell you this. Even when we're, we're, we're sitting back and, and trying to do things our way, God is not on the throne wringing his hand and going, man, buddy, Chapman, boy, what am I going to do with them? Now, I wouldn't doubt if you don't have a few bald spots from me, but I don't think he's wearing, wringing his hands. He sees the beginning from the end. We can only see right here. He sees the whole big picture. Let me tell you what. When we realize the faithfulness of God, we can walk in the truth of God. Let's take a look at this. I said the victory is yours. You got to take it, don't you? Just like the victory on the cross, we have to take that by faith, receive that. It's not how much you give, how much you know, how many times you've done this, anything like that. It is taking our heart and putting it up against the backdrop of the cross by faith realizing that Jesus is the only way to heaven, right? But I'm going to tell you about your inheritance. Your inheritance starts now when you call on the name of the Lord. 
Hey, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness. Man, let me tell you what. When you start walking with the Lord, I'm not going to tell you everything is right. Oh, yeah. Do you have a bad day, buddy? Yeah, but not too many of them. I'm going to be honest with you. Not too many of them. Because I guarantee you, I'll see somebody that I know, somebody that maybe I poured into along the way, and they said, come on, man, get up. Let's go. Come on. Let's see what's going on. Usually, if I'm not talking, that's when they really kind of say, what's wrong with him? I was just kidding. <laughs> I was just kidding. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what. That's good stuff, isn't it? Miss <laughs> George said that was an amen from up above on it. Whew, I think I'm going to give me a drink of water on that one. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The victory is yours for the taking. There's so many of us live spiritually bankrupt because we won't trust God. So many of us walk through this life in doom and gloom because we won't believe the word of God. Don't do it. Read about who you are. Read about your inheritance. I don't care about the circumstances. You know, Jesse is my businessman in the family. He's always checking out stuff. He's always sending me different links and all these different things about guys, just even in the world. And most folks that have overcome, they had some tough stuff to overcome, right? But through persistence and keeping their mind on, on the goal, right, they keep moving forward. I'm going to tell you what, if you're a Christian believer, uh, believer, businessman, you know what you're looking at. Lord, I want every deal that I do to glorify you. Lord, I want to treat people in a way they go, wow, there's something different about that guy. You know what I often say, and you can see that the Lord has been filling the church up week after week after week after week. It's not about filling the seats up. We want to fill the hearts up with the message of God, to transform your life. Because when we go here, the service actually starts there. The service starts when you leave, man. You know what? We're just coming in here and, and, and getting a little bit of something to chew on. And so I want to welcome you guys back on Tuesday nights as well. Because I tell you what, that week can get kind of long. Can, and we can get kind of weak, W-E-A-K, during the week when things are going on. But I'm going to tell you what. I want to encourage you to study the Word, be a student of the Word, and walk into victory. So I want to ask you this. What has God promised you? What has God promised you? If you're a believer in Christ, you know that you're secure in him. You know that no hand can snatch you, nobody can snatch you out of the Father's hands. So I'm going to tell you what. It's kind of like, you know, I, I shared this analogy. I read it the other day. I thought it was really good. There was a guy that loved, uh, I think it was Max Lucado in one of our Bible studies. He said he loves watching the Dallas Cowboys. And, and one of the things he was doing on Sunday, he said he'd preach a couple times and he said, don't tell me what the score is. Don't tell me what the score is. He, he, would, he, he filmed it with his DDR, DVR, whatever it is. Y'all know what I'm saying. And so he get back. He said, never failed. He'd get right to the car. He goes, hey, well, let's know the Cowboys won. He's like, oh. He said, but he learned something that, from that. He said, he get there, get the chip and dip and everything he's watching. And he said, man, halftime is 21 to, to 7. There, things are looking bad. But he had peace because he knew the outcome. You see where I'm going with this? You can have peace in your life even though the score is upside down at halftime in your life because we know the end of the story that he is risen, right? That he's coming back for us, that we are secure in Christ and we have a home in heaven. But not only do we have a home in heaven, God wants to work through you and me and others to glorify God and share the good news. Amen. So what has God promised you? Well, I don't know. Has it been so long since, since, since you even thought about that? What is the platform that God's given you? You say, well, yeah, what about this? You know, I've said this many times. I heard a guy speak a long time ago, and it's always rung true in my heart. said, the richest place in the world 
is the cemetery. You think about that. So many people have died and carried with them a book, a song, an invention, a thank you, a praise, and they never walked that out. I'm going to tell you what, how many people want to leave a godly legacy? I know I do. That's why I invest. That's when I invest all the time. Thomas all the time says, Pop, you need to take a break. You need to take a break because it gives me life to share about God's life. How about you? Now, I'm not going to put you in a Holy Ghost headlock. I'm not going to track you down and beat you with the Bible. But if you ask me what I believe, I'll be glad to tell you. Amen. Absolutely. Let's keep on rolling. So I want to ask you this. Have you checked your inheritance lately? You know, did you take an inventory of your blessings? You know what? Some of my biggest blessings in the natural was up here today. My family. To see, a, see a, another generation come along. To, to see, Addie's got great-grandparents, god-grandparents, nieces, nephews, everything else in here. That's amazing. And they said, were well, you going to film that? I said, absolutely, because one day when we're all gone, she can go back and say, look at that. Look at that. As a reminder that people are for her. As a, as a reminder that we're standing in the gap, baby. When things get tough, God's there. So I'm going to tell you what. Although we had, to do, uh, we had the opportunity to do that today, each one of you that are a believer in Christ have that already in the spiritual. That God is standing in your lane. God is saying, hey, you know what? I'm for you. Amen. When everything else is stripped away, let me tell you what. God is still for you. Have you ever been through a sick time in your life? I'm going to tell you what. Some of you have heard stories. Some of you haven't. I'm going to tell you what. Several years ago, Jesse was probably in kindergarten. Probably the sickest I've ever been, the scaredest I've ever been. I thought, man, I don't know what's going on. They didn't know if I was having seizures. They didn't know what's going on. They wired my brain up. They did all types of stuff. It was bad. It was terrible. I would just start, my jaw would start jumping, everything like this and all this. I don't know what, I don't even understand it. I would go to sleep. I'd wake up 3 o'clock in the morning and would like call and ask a nurse and everything else, all these things. It was week after week, day after day, all these different things going on. I'm going, Lord. Many of y'all remember me sharing this before. We were at a football game. Thomason was playing the, the drums at the football game, and I told Nisa, I said, I got to go home. I got to go home. She's like, I, I, I said, I got to go home. And I got home, and I crawled up on my floor like a baby. And I just said, God, you got to fix this because I don't know what's going on. And I'm going to tell you what. I'd like to tell you that, boom, I jumped up. Everything was good. Well, I jumped up, and I still didn't feel the greatest. But the next day I felt a little bit better. And the next day I felt a little bit better. And that's been years and years and years ago. But I'm going to tell you what, that, what, what had happened when I came through the other side of that. When somebody tells me something's going on, guess what? I got a whole lot more compassion than I used to. When you walk through certain things, you can help minister to other people going through that. Let me tell you what. I don't know what it was. I believe it was the attack of the enemy. I went to the doctors, everything else. They go, well, I, I, I don't know. Are you under stress? I thought, <laughs> Follow me around for a couple of days, right? You know? But what I also learned in that, I don't need to hold on to it. God's got it, amen? God's got it, and we know that on all different levels. But I'm going to tell you what, sometimes we still try to own some of that and still try to drive it. And I'm going to tell you what, you might as well just, Jesus, take the wheel, amen? Because I'm going to tell you, I know this. My best driving and my best attitude and my best what I can bring is nothing in compared to what God can do if I get out of the way. How about you? 
Woo! So the circumstances can surely make it tough, amen? But you know what? God makes it better. So with that, guess what? Sometimes we got some challenges. So let's jump back to the story. Now, y'all know when, as we went through, come on, we got room. Come on. As we go through this, I want to, we just come transitioning out of Moses, right? And I'm going to share a little bit here. So guess who the next, next guy is? Joshua. I'm going to read a little bit to you here, bring you all up on the story. It says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. How many of you assistant, you need to be listening and looking? If somebody's mentoring you, be listening and looking, because guess what? It's going to be your day someday. Amen? He said, Moses, your servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites. Oh, man, oh, man. When I think about that, it's a crazy time in our life. Because you know what? I guarantee he has seen a lot of things in his time. He goes, you mean me? You mean I'm the guy? You mean I'm up now? Have you ever felt that? Like that thing's coming along in your life and you say, I, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't, I don't know. They've been out there for 40 years. And I say, you know what? It's your turn. So most of my servants is there. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you, what I promised Moses, wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I have given you. Man. Now, if God told you that, what would you think? I'm ready. Guess what? Sometimes it takes a little faith during those times, doesn't it? As we walk through that, there was a whole generation. Don't think, think about this. He saw a whole generation died off over the 40 years, just wandering over and over and over. But you know what? There come a time that there was a new commander-in-chief. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name was Joshua. How about you? Maybe it's your time that God's bringing it up to say, hey, it's your turn. I'm, I'm, I'm handing you the baton. Don't look back to get it. Grab it and keep on running. Keep your eyes focused on the Lord. But there was challenges, right? See, that, that river was wide. It wasn't, they didn't just cross a mud puddle. They had to go across that thing. And I've read a lot of different stories on that. And, and, and man, I'm going to tell you. The, the water's raging and things are going on. And they're coming up there and they go, whoa, you mean this is a place you want us to cross? But it took a little, little faith, didn't it? There's going to be opportunities in your life that you're going to come up to the river and go, whoa. They didn't cross the river by putting a toe in. They crossed the river by jumping in and going across, right? God made a way. Let me tell you what. As a church family, as individuals here, guess what? God puts things in front of us each and every day where we need to step out, step in, and move forward. Amen? Are you willing to move forward in the things of God? Are you willing to trust God? Step out a little bit. See what's going on. He told Joshua, be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to your ancestors. And I will give it to them. Now look at this. We talk about challenges. He's the new guy on the block. Just come out of 40 years of wandering. Now he's in charge. No doubt there's probably a whole generation had died off. The Lord allowed a whole generation of the naysayers to die off, right? Which is usually about 40 years. And it's all right, now I'm going to take you guys. So they had to cross a wide river, right? But also had to take a look at the walls. There's some big walls that go around there. I did a little studying on that. They said the walls were about five to seven feet wide. And about 15 to 7 feet, 17 feet high. That's a fortress. That's a lot, right? Let me tell you what. When, when the walls are coming up in your life, in your heart, and around problems in your life, let me tell you that God is more than able to bring them, them walls down. Amen? 
Let me tell you what. You speak to those things. You speak the word of God and you said, you know what? God said, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. The Lord said that I'm a chosen one. The Lord said that he's going to use me in a mighty way. And today, Lord, I'm going to trust. Even though I can't see everything, I'm going to walk by faith, not by sight. And I'm going to stand on your promises. So whatever that Lord has whispered in your heart over the years, I, I want to encourage you to go back and renew that in your mind. Renew that in your mind. Because I'm going to tell you what, so many times in my life, I have to renew my mind. How about that? Don't be transformed by the world, but be, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What do you renew your mind with? The word of God. The enemy loves your Bible to have dust on it, doesn't he? He loves for that bad boy to be, be shut. I say this often, you know, you got an odometer on your car, tell you how many miles you got. You got a boat motor, tell you how many hours you've been on there. If you had an hour meter on your Bible, how many hours did you log in this week? How many hours did you log in in the last year? I'm not talking about the big family Bible with all the dust on it nobody wants to touch on the coffee table. I'm talking about have you spent some time reading the Word of God? I'm going to tell you what. I have to. That's what gives me life. I, I, I am encouraged with that. Because when I, when I miss it, when I don't do it, I really miss it. How about you guys? Can you tell when you, you haven't been sitting spending time with the Lord? Can you start seeing that? I'm going to tell you what. I always say sin doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum. It can come in a little at a time. Amen? The next thing you know, you go, man, how did I get there from here? So with the challenges that we see, Joshua held fast to the word of God. I want to be like that. How about you? When the Lord says, go, are we going to move? We're going to sit on the sidelines. Or when he says, hey, I got something better for you. Are we going to step out? Are we going to trust him in that? Hey, are we going to walk in that inheritance that we got through Jesus Christ? Amen. Everybody doing good? Say amen. We're going to keep on rolling, baby. Here we go. As we walk through this, I pray that you guys are encouraged with the promises of God. So let's talk about our inheritance a little bit. I said, victory came out of the Israelites living out of their inheritance, walking in in what they had been given by God. And it's the same for us today. You have to know your true identity in the Lord. This is what gets me sometimes. I I usually use myself as a, as a, uh, a learning tool here because you know what? If God will use me, he'll use anybody. I'm going to tell you what, it's humbling the things that I I get to be a part of in the kingdom of God. That ain't a buddy thing. That's a God thing because I said it many times. I would not pick me. I would not choose me. I'm like, what? But God says, I'll use you. Are you available? Here's a question. Are you available? Are you available for the things of God? Are you available to walk out that inheritance? See, a lot of times they might say, well, who do you think you are? Man, how much time do you got? I'm a child of the most high God. How about you? Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm secure, I'm saved, and that goes for each and every one of us. That's a part of our inheritance, just a part, because there's so much more. But look at this. Read a little bit what Paul said in Ephesians 1. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. You know, we stand up here as a family. We, we come together on Sundays as a family, and Tuesday as a family study. Word of God. That's united, unity. Let me tell you what unity will do for you. It will bring peace and it will bring power. But the thing is, what are you uniting about? We're uniting on Jesus Christ, amen? We are building on the foundations of the promises of God. We are saying, hey, Lord, we believe who you are and we're sticking with that. Look at this. I wrote these things down last night. Destiny, legacy, and and living a life that is purposely about Jesus. And I had a few things I wanted to share here. 
You know, I, I, I talk about this a lot because it's really heavy on my heart. I want to live a life. Many of y'all know I didn't come to the Lord until I was like 30 years old. So if you go to church once when you're five and once when you're 30 and you're rock and roll, you got a whole lot of stuff that God needs to take care of. Amen? Don't you know he'll do it? And even since that time, guess what? God's got a whole lot of stuff he got to take care of. But you know what? He's God. Are we willing to lay that at, at the foot of Jesus? So I got to keep my eyes on the destiny. What's the destiny? Hey, man, walking each day. I'm not talking about destiny when I die. I want to live while I'm here. I want to live full and die empty. I want to pour out in people's life. I want to invest in people. I want to make sure that they know that they're loved. I want to make sure that they know about Jesus. I want to make sure that you know what? There's gold in you, man. I want to help pull that thing out. I want you to become all that you can be. I want her to be all that she can be. I want my boys to be all that they can be. I want our church family to be all that we can be for the Lord. How do you do that? You keep reminding them of their inheritance. You keep reminding them of the great price that was paid for each and every one of you guys. Do you ever think about that? See, it's easy to get the shovel lip and get doom and gloom, but how often do you wake up and say, man, God loves me. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. I had a few other things here. I, I wrote this down some time ago and I saw it in my notes. I said, I don't want my family wasting money on a tombstone etching words in stone. If I follow the Lord and live my life like I'm supposed to, the best that I have can already been poured out for them. See, that's, that's fine. All that. I, I, don't, I don't care about that. I said, man, my dad did this. Or, or you know, buddy, remember buddy said that, whatever like that. They're going to say, he wasn't perfect, but I'll tell you what, he believed what he believed and he was going to stick to that. That's what I want to leave. How about you guys? I want to go out, man. I, I pray when the time comes that I get to leave one more person to Jesus Christ. I say this all the time. I bet y'all can answer. Where would my favorite place to work if I wasn't doing this? The hospital. They say, why would you want, do you want to be a doctor? Nope. But I have found on more visits that people are more open to hear the gospel in the hospital than anywhere else. I'm going to tell you what. If I catch you in the, in the, in the uh, elevator, I'm going to share Jesus. It's so amazing. Some of y'all heard the story, but I got a lot of new faces in here. Last time I went up to the hospital, uh, I was checking on granddaddy. Got his, got his back done and everything else, and they called me from the hospital. So he's a little uneasy. Can you, can you come up here and spend some time with him? I said, sure. So I went up there, and uh, I sat for a while, and they got everything, got all good. I said, you doing good? He said, I'm doing good. And I started going back down, and I'm looking around. I'm always praying, man, Lord, is this somebody you want me to talk to while I'm here? Lord, you, is this somebody you want me to share Jesus with? Is somebody else I could pray for? And I go down, and I come back down, and I come out. And right when I get out, the Lord's like, just, just wait a minute. Just lay I just feel that in my heart. Just, I sit there for a while. I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, well, okay. Somebody's going to come by, and I'm supposed to share Jesus with them. I wait, I wait, I wait. And I'm like, well, how long are you and I going to wait, man? And I'm sitting there praying, I'm praying, praying, and praying, and, and I just feel in my heart, I, I can't remember the time, just, just, just stay to 10 after 10, that's what I feel in my spirit. I'm telling you, as soon as 10 after 10 comes by, bing, this lady walks out. She's a nurse. She's going over there, and she's going to get a drink and all that, I'm thinking, okay, this is where the doubt comes in, right? This lady's going to think I'm crazy when I go up there to see if I can pray for her. She's going to say, ah, uh, back away there, big boy, with the mullet. We don't want you around, Right? <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I'm going to do what you said. So I, I got up, I said, excuse me. And she goes, yes, how you doing? I know she's thinking like, what? What's up? I said, um, 
hey, my name is Pastor Buddy Chapman. I said, uh, just got a call, um, check on my father-in-law and stuff. I said, but ma'am, I, I don't want to talk out of turn or anything. I said, is there anything that I could pray for you about? I said, I was sitting here and the Lord just kind of laid it on my heart. And she said, you're the man I just called. She was the nurse that called me to come make sure everything was good with my father-in-law. She said, I'm not usually over in that area. But they were shorthanded, so I went down there. And yes, I do have something you can pray about. And I got to pray with that lady. And, and, and she had, had a lot going on. I got to pray with her. But here's the thing. God gets the glory because think about that. How many times I'm like, I'm not stopping. I got to go home. Oh, man, that, that lady's going to think I'm crazy. Let me tell you what. She didn't think I was crazy. She was thinking God was good. Amen? Guess what? When I'm coming home, I'm going, baby, you ain't going to believe what's going on. I went back up there. It wasn't even about your daddy. He's good. But guess what? It was about Jesus being on time, on an on-time God, to somebody that was going through a tough time. I'm going to tell you what, in the elevator of life, when you're going up and down, God will take some long-haired fat guy to speak Jesus into your life. That's just how good he is. Don't get all sidetracked on things like that and miss out how God wants to use you. Let me tell you what, we always have an opportunity to leave a legacy, but so often we won't do that. So often we'll sit on the sidelines. So think about this. Do you know that your destiny is secured in in the Lord? Do you know when you take your last breath here, will you take your next breath? If not, you can know. What legacy are you leaving? Let me tell you something about a legacy. You don't start leaving a legacy on your deathbed. You start leaving a legacy every day that you live. Who is it? Let me ask you this. Who is it that you're mentoring? Who is it that you're speaking in life? Hey, you meet with somebody once a week or every now and then? Are you, are you talking to people and, and speaking into their life? Who is it? Who is it that you're allowing to speak into your life? Let me tell you what. That right there, if you want to leave a legacy... Don't waste your time. Invest your time. Invest your time. Man, I tell you what, over the years, the, the, the small amount of time that I've invested here and here and here and here has come back to me so, so much. What a blessing. Every time I think about that, man, I just go, wow. And I, I, all y'all know what I, when I say anything about Michael, Michael's very dear to my heart. I always call him my third son. It's all right, Gail, I ain't taking over. You guys should. <laughs> Mark, I ain't taking over, but you know I love me some Michael. God put him in my life so early, and we would do guitar stuff and different things. He'd go to college, and we'd talk about different things. He'd come back, and now he serves here and, and, and doing things and got an awesome wife and everything else like that. And to think woo, that a young man that I had the privilege to pour into his life that I love is the godparent of my baby girl, my granddaughter. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Oh, it just keeps getting better and better. I'll share the rest of it as we go on today. Let me tell you what. Anytime you invest in somebody for the things of God and the kingdom of God, God, God's watching. He don't forget about that. Out of all the people in my life that I would pick to come alongside of my granddaughter for that. And we got a lot of awesome family. I'm just saying that. For God to choose those two. I just I start laughing. I go, whoa, that's just so much God. Because see, even when I'm gone, they can remind her. You can remind her. Your papa was crazy. Yeah. Jesus, you got that right? Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes.
But you know what? It's so much more than us. It's always about him. And we have the privilege through the inheritance of Jesus Christ to, to, to bring forth that wealth. Now, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the wealth of knowing you're secure in Christ. A friend of mine, that we switch preaching sometime from time to time. Uh, Miss Becky, she comes and does some of the uh, revivals with us. I went over to visit her probably, I don't know, six months ago. She got all her grandchildren out there. She said, well, I know this one's plugged in with the Lord and everything else. She said, but I got a couple of them coming on. She said, I've asked the Lord for, not to take me from here till I see the day of salvation for my grandchildren. She said, then I feel like my mission is accomplished. And every day when she takes her granddaughter to high school, they do a devotion. They spend some time together. And her grandmama loves on her and the Lord. And she knows that the word of the Lord will not come back void. And she's trusting in that. That's pretty cool. How are you invested in your family? How are you invested in your kids, your grandkids? How about the neighbor's kids? How about that? How about the people at work? Do they know that you know the promises of God at work? The way you do business? The way you share things? Not just because you got a fish sticker on the back of your car, right? Yeah, that's probably not a good thing sometimes, right? The way we drive, right? Lord help us. Let's keep on moving here. So I want to bring it on home with some of this here. I said, life might be stacked against you at times, but God is always for you. I want you to hear that today. Regardless of what you're going through in life, realize that this God is for you, and we love you, and that God is always ready for you to receive his best. And so today, I just want to, I want to talk about a couple of things. We're getting ready to bring this thing home. I want to bring you up to date on something. There is an urgency about knowing Jesus. There's an urgency about being in, 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 in God's house. There's an urgency about us standing up for some of the crazy nonsense that they're trying to, to do in the world. I don't even have to get into all that. But we, 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 we got to stand up, church. We got to say, hey, you can't be killing babies. No, that's not going to happen. We got to stand up for that, right? They're a gift from God. We've got to be looking and saying, Lord, you know what? We're going to do what you say to do. And God will give us the power to do that. Here's something else. Do you value your today? Because we always say, man, tomorrow's going to be a better day. My mom said that for a long time. And there's many days I go, I hope so, mama. Mom's going to be 90 years old in a couple of weeks. Woo-hoo! I shared this with you the other day. I said, mom, you ain't never drink, did you? She said, nope, never smoked either. I said, well, that's good. She said, I guess it's boring life, isn't it? <laughs> I said, no. She said, no, I'm still here to talk about it. She said, I ain't miss out on nothing. See, because I'm going to tell you something else. As things go by and later on, my family came to the Lord later in life. I didn't grow up in church. i never forget when my mom received Jesus Christ. She called me on the phone. She said, I just want to let you know that I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm like, woo-hoo, that's good. See, because you know what? God was working from the inside out. It wasn't that she doubted, but see what happens to a lot of things, especially in my family. I don't know if y'all ever felt like that. You just say, I'm not worth it. God says, you are worth it. You're worth it all. And it's hard for us to receive that sometimes, isn't it? But that's what's great. That's what grace is. 
God's unearned, unmerited favor. God loves you because he loves you and he loves you. But will you receive that? So today I pray as we walk through this, I'm going to just break out a little thing. I've done everything I know to do. Lord, I ask you to touch this message, to show us how to walk in your promises, in your inheritance, even though there's challenges and, and, and changes and stuff like that. But I'm going to break it out what God's done for us, right? So there's a place called hell. And there's a place called heaven. Amen. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. But I'm going to tell you what, the free gift of God is that of Jesus Christ. When you believe and you confess your sin, you have eternal life. So friends, let me tell you today, it's been an awesome time today to come together. It's been awesome to see all our family here, our church family here. I know many of them couldn't make it today. I, I thank you for each and every one that turn, turns in, tunes in, everything else. I ask you to share the message. And I ask you this, continue to pray. Lord, how will you use me today? Lord, how will you use me tomorrow? Lord, how, how have you said something in my life? I pray that God stirs something in your heart today in a way that's so amazing that you say, man, I don't know what happened in there, but something happened. That the Holy Spirit continues to, to churn in your life for the things that he wants to do in your life. What is it that God has called you to? You notice we said earlier on, he says, you know what, we, we might go up to a problem, but we go through a problem because of that of Christ, amen? Today, if you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, do it today. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for the message. I thank you for all you do. And Lord, I thank you so much that each one here is a treasure, not only to us here, but to you. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the privilege today to dedicate a child to you because we know she is a gift from God. And Lord, we also know that each one of them here, not just the children, but all your children are a gift to you. So Lord, I pray that we treat each other like that. I pray, Lord, that, that we understand that, you know what? Through our shortcomings, you're more than enough. You said, but I hear you talk about being saved and this and that, join a church. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm asking you this question right here today. If you died tonight, do you know sure, for sure that you'd go to heaven? Because you can. The Bible says you can know. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. Gospel means good news. So the good news today is this. You have an inheritance waiting for you. Will you receive it by faith? Will you call on the name of Jesus? Will you turn from your sin? You say, Lord, you know what? I've been trying to do it on my own for a long time, but I'm going to tell you, Lord, I can't do it on my own. I believe you're the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Lord, today, come into my life and forgive me. If that's your prayer, tell somebody today. Pray from your heart right where you're at, right in your seat, because God will come to you right where you are and save you. You say, save you from what? Nobody wants to talk about hell. Let me tell you what. There's two places that, 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 that's available to us when we leave here. A place called heaven and a place called hell. And let me tell you, if you reject the only way to heaven, there's only one thing left, and that's called hell. I don't want nobody to go there. I want you to understand what I'm telling you. I want to tell you it's not what Buddy just thinks. It's what God says. That's what the truth is. I believe his word is the inspired word of God, and that's what I try my very best through the power of the Holy Spirit to teach and preach and share that with you. So if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord, I pray that today is the day. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, today, I believe you exist. 
come into my life. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart. Lord Jesus, save me. And everybody said, amen. If you guys are tuning in on this, please share the message. I hope you enjoyed that. Everybody give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you.